Hello and welcome to Tales from the Tavern, the Sea of Thieves official podcast. We've got a very special podcast for you today and we're joined by our art team, or loads of people from across the art department at least, um, and we're going to chat all about the Sea of Thieves art book and about art development within Sea of Thieves. I mean, I think a lot of you have been here since the early days, am I right? Yeah, yeah. so. And uh, certainly... Uh, Yourself, Ryan, you, you're instrumental in making sure the art is in Thank you're, you. So we're going to go around, first of all, and introduce everyone. So we get a, the, your name and title, please. We'll start with you, Ricardo. So my name is Ricardo Robles, and I'm Principal Concept Artist in CFTs. Okay. I'm Andrew Finch, and I'm Principal Environment Artist. John McFarlane, Community Video Manager. Um, my name is Victoria Hall, and I'm Concept Artist on CFTs. And my name is Ryan Stevenson, and I'm the Art Director. Sweet. So... Talking about that, let's go all the way back to, like, when did you start looking at... Oh, uh, way back you? when? Yeah. I think it was 2014, I'm going to guess, is the, is the date. So, yeah, we started a while ago now looking at a new game that we're going to make, and it was Pirates. Yes. Mm. And uh, So how, when we started off looking at that, what, what is that process? Because it's not just... Um, it's not just concept art. We do build things like build di- dioramas and stuff. What is a diorama? Oh, so a diorama is uh, like a, it's a, a little early kind of version of an area within the game. So you, you pick a, a small location. I think it's actually the, one of our uh, resource islands in the game is actually that diorama hmm. um, that's evolved and been made game ready as well. And so you make a small little island and you make sure that it's got... Um, as many things as you're going to feature in the game in it. So it's got a character, it's got some foliage, it's got, got um, some hard surface and, and some of the wood and, and kind of structures that we're going to build. And it tests out all of the look of visuals of those things. So how did we go about kind of investigating what that, that art style would be? Doing lots of drawings. So I'm looking at the concept team here. <laughs> well, that's not yeah. the drawings. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was about just investigating different materials, different different surfaces, how we treat, like how much detail we put into certain surfaces, how how do we actually paint uh, the textures of these subjects and, and characters. So I remember we, we we experimented with a wide range of approaches, like more gritty, grittier, yeah. a little bit less like, flatter textures. And I remember a moment where the um, brush, what's it, like the gritty brush strokes were totally forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> it was all just clean, pure, yeah, pure yeah. kind of like flat colours. Yeah, flat colours with a little bit of colour variation. And it was, yeah, it was a fun, a fun process just to, to experiment with a lot of shapes and, and colours. And, and we have conversations from like realistic to um, super simple. So, and we explore all of them and then try and, as the design team are working out the style of gameplay and the tone of the game, we're trying to, to find a style that would suit that in all of its different situations. So we're quite a comedic game and quite fun and silly where you get fired out of a cannon. So it seemed to have a, a playful approach to the visuals as well was the fitting kind of approach. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So like when you guys are working on concept art and when you're moving through that process of bringing something like, say, a, a prop uh to life or an environment to life like how much are you restricted by stuff like tech like do you do you ever speak like do you have chats with the engineering team and they say nah 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 like we can't go that far like I mean I'm gonna be totally ignorant here and say like too many polys like there's no way we can do that sort of stuff like uh, what's what's that conversation like we've not really been constrained by too many things um I think a lot of the stuff that we have to consider especially with props is 
whether they can fit in their hands because we're constrained to like to fit a handshape for a certain type of object. So say if it is a compass, you need to make sure you're not doing a compass with like massive things that stick out of the way and it would kind of go through oddly like the fingers. Um, I don't think we've really like had the issue of poly count um, that's ever come up because I think naturally the style is quite... It's not too crazy. Um, you have to make sure we, there's not loads of detail packed into smaller objects, so naturally they're quite small in detail. So, yeah. I think there was also consideration sometimes when, when you create like pieces of clothing, uh, considering the silhouette of the character, the silhouette of, uh, of, of wherever this, this person is, is wearing a, a specific hat or something, it needs to go through doors and it needs mm. to go through yeah. certain spaces that you need to navigate through um, mm. the ship, like going in and out. Uh, the lower decks, so it's always like a space you have to respect, and always don't go too big with a with an asset or with, yeah, yeah things like that. Yeah, if you had a massive feather, you would see yeah. it through the top floor of the, on the top deck, for example. Yeah, yeah. sure, actually. And a lot of the like outfits have to um, because they they'll fit to like any body type as well. You need to make sure that they won't stretch too oddly. Mm. Like there's certain limitations in what we can do, uh, but for the majority, like. We've been able to do quite a lot of things. Um, we've not been limited too much with it. And when we're exploring, we do do from like crazy ideas to, to simple ideas. So we then we can try and work out. So we, we're totally free at the start and then go, OK, what, what, what's the right approach to do for this? Mm. Yeah, I think the technical side of things is more the environment thing to worry about. So like mm. we'll get the visual language from concept and then we'll develop that into a 3D world. And then we'll explore the technical issues and the constraints that will be put under and things like that to get the image that the concept guys have given us. Mm. So, so is it quite often that you'd see that kind of concept um, start to influence design? Is that a, like, or how much, how much is that a balance of just design coming to you and saying, I need this? And you go away and have to concept it. And how much is it you try and influence? What's it's a, a bit of both. So there's a mixture of um, production based work and obviously inspiration based work. So I know. Uh, Rick, at the start, you did so many pictures of, of like different environments and, and different yeah, try key images yeah. and just to see what what was what felt right as soon as you yeah. uh, see something. It's just like this is what will look cool or something missing or uh, it's not um, it's not showing exactly what we want. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a good example would be the skull cloud. So that was purely a visual thing that we we um, we had the challenge of okay, skull islands. What can Sea of Thieves skull island be? Um, and we didn't want to just do the classic rock fo formation that was a skull because everyone always does that. So we came up with the idea of having the skull cloud. So it was actually forming out of the atmosphere above, above the island. Um, and so that that's an idea that we came up really early on to solve that that um, ch art challenge that we wanted to do. And then that's just been sitting there in the background waiting for the moment. And now designer have kind of grabbed hold of that and they're using it in a, a unique way for the game. And that's going to be being made as we speak. Sweet. And I, I guess a massive, I've seen some of the concept art of the environments and stuff. Like we, we talk about art and we talk about the way that props are made and stuff, but lighting is a big part of yeah. that, right? Yeah, it's huge. Like when you see the, the mood shots that we have and things, changing, uh, sometimes changing an environment completely yeah. using lighting. How much of a challenge was that getting that balance right of what the right lighting was for Sea of Thieves? Um, yeah, it's quite a big challenge because you can get too realistic really easily when doing lighting. So I rely heavily on the concept art 
to um, show that you can exaggerate the colours and the brightnesses and the dark levels and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's what what the a big change was because we've got different seas as well. So it's making a sunset look different in one sea to another sea. So then again, we rely on concept to show you different ways of exaggerating certain things to make it look different and especially like things like the wilds as well that was a lot different from bsp about blue sea and white sea so um yeah <laughs> it's very challenging <laughs> I, imagine, and I can also imagine that working we talked we did a video before um way early i think it was like 2015 i think we did a, a um an inside story where we talked about like silhouettes and how that plays a big part in how you read the language of the oh, world. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how much did that factor into the the design and the art, like the concept of, of how we worked? Well, it's, it's within everything, really. So because we, we've got a, a fairly refined style, the silhouette and the clean read is is really important. But um, Victoria's been through many times when we've had discussions around silhouette of objects and when we're building. Yeah, yeah. Because we have like a quite a good style where you want that sort of big, uh, good like shapes and not too many like messy detail with what you might get with like quite a realistic modern day shooter game or something like that um, it's quite a nice style to play around with because you could go crazy with some shapes but then you have to realize you have to tone it back sometimes like you can get a bit carried away but yeah that that's one of the challenges you have to sort of get on board with the style the silhouette is something I could be much obliged to every single drawing that we, we do, every mm. single concept. I remember there was something that, uh, because you spend quite a lot of time in the, in the ship looking at the distance, like the, the silhouette that you see in the, the islands, like the silhouette of the islands in the horizon, that was something that we explored mm. quite a lot. We did a lot of pages of sil island mm. silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let them start uh, just, that way. Yes, to see, to see how, you know, how we could make that island interesting from the distance. Mm. So I say, I want to go there. I want to see what's that. I want to see what this massive pike is, or I want to see what that... Um, I don't know, round, round shapes or whatever. You know, yeah. it, says. it was even like silhouettes of the islands from the top-down view because mm. when you looked down on the map and it was like, oh, yeah, that there's Chicken Isle that kind of looks like a drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I, have, I don't know. I think that was uh, meant to be something. <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> it's something that I've explored in the lighting as well. So, like, when you're walking around the islands and stuff, so you still want to use your lantern in the dark areas, but... Brightening the sky up in the background, you silhouette out all the the shapes of the rocks and the foliage and the trees and things like that. So it does it does a lot getting the silhouette just right for the player. So. And I know that when we we talk about getting influence and design with that sort of stuff, that's stuff we played around with with this idea of looking at long draw distances and like how how we see other ships in the distance and how we see other islands in the distance. It's something we're constantly tweaking, right? Like moving backwards and forwards. These, yeah. these uh, not necessarily it's not, not normally moving distance. backwards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to increase the yeah. yeah, but yeah. we do lots of things like making the ship even more visible at distance, and there's. Um, like and some of the islands as well, the way that we treat, we pull out information from them and turn them into more of a clean silhouette. So it, it is a cleaner shape on the horizon, so you're more likely to notice it. Mm. Yeah, and adding things like glints off the bell and things like that just to make the, the ship stand out on the, on the horizon all helps for gameplay. <laughs> we have the Art of Sea of Thieves book here, um, which is releasing very soon. So I know... Quite a lot of you have your work featured in here. In fact, everyone in the table has at least something in there, right? Um, yeah. So it's a, what would you say is your favourite piece in there? 
and why? Seems like a classic question, but like <laughs> good, solid question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna go first, Victoria? Um, I think like one of the most funnest tasks that I've worked on in there is like uh, designing the shops, just because I did quite a few of them, and I could. I think it it worked well because you could you had to sort of design them together to know if they would work separately. So you need to make sure each of the shops. Oh yeah, that's the clothing shop, or that's the weapon shop site. They're they're instantly recognisable, and for that reason, it was quite fun. But there was also like um, I liked thinking about the shopkeeper as well, and like injecting some sort of like um, you could tell how they went about day to day. So say with like the clothes shop, we've got like the pots of ink around the side of the shop, and you have like the rack of all the fabrics that have been dyed. It was the, yeah, I just love thinking about things like that. Um, and I got to do it for a few of them. So I quite like that one. That's awesome. Um, I suppose my favourite one is the, one of the diorama, which was the, I think it's in the environment section, where it was the shot of a, a beach with a, a tree. You know, it's quite boring, really, <laughs> um, from, from compared to skeletons and things like that. But it was the... It was the one picture that I did really early on that brought together the brush style, mm. the distant uh, objects and everything. So it's the one where it all kind of clicked. Mm. So it was like, that was the moment that I kind of went, ah, oh, yes, that's what we need to do. Mm. So that's why it's my favourite. So my favourite, I wouldn't say it's one specific one, maybe just the group of pictures who show the development of the ship, maybe. The early development when we were thinking of how the ship should look like, uh, because we investigated like how an actual galleon works and how what the features of the galleon are and then trying to apply that to our style trying to simplify down some of these features um but also still making it obviously entertaining and and and, and stylized and and cool to to navigate through the through the shape and the different decks and uh, i think that development was something i enjoyed quite a lot it was uh, a fun fun memories of that it's a huge test to get yeah. right. Like. You did loads of work on that this year. It was really good. To get it perfect. Because yeah, we, quite we had our Unity prototype, didn't we? So we had a kind of rough block out. Oh, very rough. Of, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, I should say, yeah, very, very, very rough. Like programmer art style rough of, of, um, of the ship. Um, but it was like it was a functional thing. So you had to then go look at actual, I guess, actual ships. And we and actually see how did. do we? Yeah. How do we? We, we apply? Went, to, went to see a ship, and then mm. the, the Golden Hind. Yeah, was, the Golden, uh, yeah. yeah, Golden Hind in London. All the team went there. Yeah, and so we went, to, went through the deck and kind of looked at all the different environment within it and, and how cramped it was in places. So that's that's why we've got that feeling of it getting darker as you go down to make it feel more claustrophobic because you mm. go through the ship, and that's based on that experience of going there. Mm. It's such a huge task of like going back and forth with design as well. Like I remember like how many seconds it takes to sort of get to certain areas and like having to tweak like whereabouts things yeah, need to go. Like shortening the ship a little bit or making it longer, yeah. or maybe just like <laughs> some spaces kind of repurposing some spaces and that's yeah. that's kind of so yeah, you don't think of that amount of work going into it. So much work. <laughs> um my favourite image is um there's a shot that's in game and um it's of the, the boat just out at sea. There's no other islands around it. It's just sailing into the sunset and stuff. I think it just sums up the game for me, like you, a pirate on the sea going out, finding an, an adventure and, and exploring and things like that. So it's good. But I also like seeing the development of the concept art into the into the real world, well, the, the game world, and um, how close it is. Um, 
yeah, cause I think we've all done a great job of realising the, the visual style and developing that look into the game. I think the book really shows that off. So, Yeah, I think, like, even just from a like very early stage of like me joining here at the kind of early stages while we were just working on the diorama, yeah. it's like it's insane to see that that visual style has held like so yeah, long. Yeah, I was like, thinking about that the other day. I was looking at the development of the of the game and because I'm doing a, a talk on it soon at GDC and trying to work out um, to show show the progression. And then I realised the visual style is actually quite the, the development of it was quite compact. Yeah. And we seem to to we did a a lot of frantic work quite quickly and then we got it and then it just seemed to hold all the way through and sometimes when you're doing this you get to a point where you realise you've got to make some changes to because the games change fundamentally or there's a uh, the art style won't support certain features or a certain experience mm -hmm. but we just seem to hit on that that magic moment where it, it just has worked all the way through yeah and we talked about um the different, like as you come up through the ship, there's like different lighting conditions from the bottom of the ship to the top, and that I think that's really interesting. When I've been speaking to you in the past about lighting zones, like yeah. and how how those work, can you explain a little bit about how those? Um, so basically, a lighting zone is um, it's just a zone in the world that adheres to a certain set of lighting parameters, and um, so wide sea has got its own set, blue seal have its own set, and the wilds. So then, and then you've got an overall world set of parameters so you kind of as you sail through each world you blend in and out of these it's all blends seamlessly hopefully and you don't really notice it but um you definitely see a difference when you're in wilds compared to blue sea so. and and that is like so we've got like lighting uh the areas are in things like the tavern and like i don't know if shops have them i don't know if well there's post-process volumes yeah, yeah, volume yeah so we use those volumes to like make it look interior as well so because it's it's um real world lighting and nothing's baked so everything's real time so it's difficult to do interior lighting um so the post process stuff really helps and we do an odd cheat here and there just to push that it's you're going inside rather than caves are caves good is a good example yeah yeah so um <laughs> sweet so um the the book itself when we look at all the different um the pieces of content there's some stuff in there that obviously isn't um and and the game yet but there's yes. like i think there's a big push for stuff especially since i've been seeing this at the start um for the fantastical idea of yeah. the world um obviously the, the skeleton lords on the um, on the front mm -hmm. of the cover there but the fairy of the damned is another and if, i think there's a whole chapter in there and like the sea of the damned um yes um, can we? I don't know who was who was involved in, in creating so, that. So, see the damned images of Ricardo. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That was uh, that was a bit of a. Well, there's a few from. Yeah, there's from, a, there's a lot Jamie of different people involved and, uh, in that yeah, as well. Yeah. Different, uh, but yeah, it was um, an idea of a place where you go when uh, when you when you die, and then um, it's it's just a place where you. You don't stay for a long time. It's just like a place where you stay just for a bit. You might talk to other spirits, uh, but he had to feel and look ominous and interesting at the same time. I wanted want that to be a, a ship, like the ghost ship, pretty much. And then you get to talk to the captain. You get to talk to other spirits, other players, which uh, might be there, kind of uh, just waiting for for the the pass, passing to the to the real world again. And uh, it was just kind of we started looking at shapes menacing shapes color color schemes to see like when you get into that part of the the world or that that otherworldly 
part of, uh, of Sea of Thieves is kind of all green or foggy or uh, um, mm. it's kind of scary. You have the, like the nice red candles as yeah. well popping yeah. out that look yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, had a nice a nice contrast there with uh, some red candles and then uh, having. Uh, uh, some ghostly uh, features, which is the mast of the ship, kind of float, that broken. It's kind of a, it's a moment, it's a moment in, it's, it's a moment in time. It got kind of trapped in a bubble. Like imagine, like that, that ship has gone through, through, you know, a massive battle or something. And you see parts of the ship which are blown away, but are still floating in the, in the same place. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was kind of really, really nice um, exploration of that front, back. The yeah. captain itself, the captain is the person yeah. who is uh, steering the wheel. Yeah, it's got like the wrapped door. in tra- chains as well, isn't yeah. he? Like tied down to the mm. ship, like you can't escape. Or... Yeah, actually, kind of thinking of what's the story behind that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who's that captain and how did it get there and why is trapped there forever? And, and like, is that punishment? Is that yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something we do is we expand, like we explore larger than sometimes the need of the game. So really, there is this whole kind of visual de- development of, the, of this underworld as it were, that, um, that we build the, the world of Sea of Thieves and then we reveal certain parts of it in the game. But if we ever wanted to explore in there, then there's, I think we did some work on the Tavern of the Damned and things like that. So lots of other little ideas and the characters around with that world. And, and the book contains, you're right, the book contains some things that aren't in the game yet, but the, the book also doesn't contain everything we put in the game as well. Because um, when we put it together, it, that was a moment in time that was just showing that, that part of a development. And since then, we've also added whole new things to the game as well and it's a a bit of a peek into the development really and that's that's the thing i think listening to like all of you tell about particular pieces and things you worked on like a lot of like what you guys do is like influence the lore of the world right by just by putting those art assets in there like you're telling a story through the world Mm -hmm. um so have you got any kind of we we call them areas of interest that we talk about within the world. Um, is is there anything particular that stands out to you that you've you've kind of worked on? You were talking about the shops themselves. Mm, yeah. Um, anything? I think I was working on doing like with the riddle quest. You have like the symbols on like the caves and that are part of like the uh, the, the the riddles themselves. Um, there was a few like. Um, images that I did for it that kind of touched upon some extra nuggets of like lore I think there was one I don't know if it's used but it's um it's a mermaid one where it has like the different moon phases and like a symbol of a human and then um, slowly a mermaid and then becoming a mermaid to kind of like hint towards perhaps it's a curse or yeah I, I love just doing stuff like that and there's there's a few there's a few things in there that to kind of make the world feel a little bit more richer. That's, well, that's a great example. There's like this backstory to all the mermaids and everything that mm. um, the concept art team really kind of pulled all together. And it was the challenge of what, what would make a unique mermaid for us. Mm. I think it was you that came up with, a, with the idea of these cursed, mm. cursed, cursed pirates. As yeah, well. I think I did like a concept of like um, a mermaid that has like, it had like the human clothing, uh, but it also had a bit more grotesque but it had like chains wrapped around it as if like <laughs> it used to be human and like a, a death at sea had transformed the human into a mermaid um but we, we always think about these things when we're doing like things like dark 
Yeah, it's quite dark. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> they are pretty dark. They still get pretty dark. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we, I love Wiccan and Tess like that. Uh, so, like, it comes out a lot in, when we're doing characters as well, but even like with the buildings, uh, you're always thinking about things like that. I know how environment guys love placing um, little stories like on the beach and things, like they've dragged a a boat on shore and it's fell on top of them and they've died or they're carrying a chest up a steep hill and died of exhaustion and they just love telling little stories throughout the environment so I yeah, kind of like great. that yeah <laughs> and you've been seeing some things lately um to do with like the on Thieves Haven it's like up until very recently Thieves Haven was pretty much empty it had some scaffolding and stuff around yeah. it but now we seem to have like almost like a ship building facility in there that seems to be destroyed like yeah. uh, it's like uh, so it's great to see some of these things get layered on on top of like what's already there and I think that when we talk about a game that's continually evolving as does our world right oh yeah that, that's always been the plan to, to keep adding more and more interesting things uh, and it's, it's a good way of navigating the world as well, isn't it? So it's like, uh, where's these? Oh, it's the place where the ship build is on it. So you'll know instantly where it is or what the island looks like in your mind. And, yeah. It's good to see how some of these places evolve. Just we we probably we didn't we didn't draw all of that stuff. Like we started with something simpler, and then from in the, in the environment team, they started like, well, what about if we start putting scaffoldings there, or what about if we put another another jetty here, or mm -hmm. like this little corner with something, and it just kind of evolves from from team to team within Rare. So yeah. it's uh, it's not only like all that stuff wasn't hundred percent drawn by us. Like it was we we started with something, and then some some someone else kind of continue the task so so we asked our community some questions um and of course they rose to the challenge <laughs> <be> fun. Uh, <laughs> um so i apologize uh, for briefly asking everyone questions but it was great to see so many come in in such a short period of time uh they only had a couple of hours to throw them in but uh twitter and the forums jumped to the task uh so we don't have anyone specifically here around character but we do obviously have concept and you worked on characters so we had one from uh, Blair K Percival uh, on Twitter who said how did the character designs evolve and what was the inspiration oh so the inspiration really for the character designs other than just a particular one was the whole theme of, of how the characters should look within the world came from um, looking at lots of pirate films I watched probably all the pirate films that you could imagine even the terrible <laughs> ones uh and just being really fascinated how sometimes the heroes that were in it were sometimes the dullest characters in it because they had a very mundane story. Whereas the Barbosas of the world, they're the interesting ones because they're, um, they're not always a hero, they're sometimes a villain, the, the, um, the motives aren't always that clear. So it was, that was the, the idea of rather than being Errol Flynn pirates for example, they were going to be dirty, rotten pirates. Mm. And that is where the whole uh, ethos of them being wonky and dirty and, and kind of... And that ties in so well with uh, pirates drinking grog and, and firing themselves up cannons and being a bit ramshackled. Because mm. pirates are not clean. No. Uh, Hollywood, they're, like, no. really dirty and gross. <laughs> yeah, so that was really it. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, Victoria, you did the merchants as well, didn't you? You designed the, the merchant, the merchant uh, company. Yeah, yeah, the lady. Um, uh, that was an interesting task because 
we were thinking about perhaps like she's a character that's come out outside from the sea of, of thieves that she's come into this world which is hopefully reflected in her clothing and but even with her you still have the ink stains on her you, she's not clean and pristine uh, character so no, nothing in this world no. <laughs> is, is pristine or clean it's yeah. always like some sort of damage or staining or yeah yeah that's one of like the major like styles of, of the game when we're thinking about designing props um everything's used like it's got almost like a history behind it even like the sort of fanciest of sets has like some sort of chips in them um but there's just varying degrees yeah the idea is that sea of thieves things have come into sea of thieves and then there's no one making brand new stuff it's all being augmented mm -hmm. of the things that have come into it so they all have a history they're all second hand mm -hmm. yeah i think like one of the things that really got me was the idea of the eye of reach being this idea of essentially like a rifle with a spyglass yeah. strapped to the top of it <laughs> um, and I love that idea of like and I don't know whether that was a design idea I don't know whether it was a um, art to come I think up. we riffed off a design idea in the sense of when they were putting it into the game they they didn't have a model for for what it could look like so they they got a telescope and stuck it to a pistol so it really it was in the prototype it really was just that we were like, maybe we need to do something a little bit more like a sniper rifle yeah so that's like it's really cool look what about yourself regarding working on characters have you how did you explore that? Like, well, we we did a lot of exploration on on something very simple at the beginning, very cartoony. Then we moved into something a little bit more, you know, like realistic. Then we explore even like really ugly, ugly, super greedy pirates, like super vicious, violent, like mm. something kind of just to see the other side, just to see the extreme, to see what works and what doesn't work on that, and then turning it down back into to something which is kind of in a mid range with mm -hmm. some of our characters. Because we have the generator, which is kind of it will give you any type of pirate, right? Really, but uh, the general the general look of the pirates is you can get a fiery looking pirate, and you can get a silly looking pirate. You can get a, 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 you know someone something which is kind of closer to something you can can, can call beautiful, maybe like a beautiful lady. Oh yeah, I can we, can, we, can, uh, we got a hero? It's very unlikely. It's very unlikely, but you can. Oh get no, we can. <laughs> So yeah, recently we've been uh, playing with the numbers because it's, it's how, how the uh, system all works. So I've been making some heroes that look like, I would say, the classic AAA game heroes. Mm -hmm. um, so the Nathan Drakes of the world. Mm -hmm. I, well, we've got some Nathan Drakes <laughs> so recently. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we play with it all. So the, the idea is that it was creating the range. So you can have the heroes and you can have the dirt, but they're all got a bit of dirt on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also got another question from Nitron Rob. I hate reading names from people in the community because they always make them <laughs> super difficult. I mean, that one, was ones, that one was relatively <laughs> easy, but some of them are. Um, who designed the gorgeous Sea of Thieves logo and how did they come up with the design? Oh, I designed the original one. Uh, so uh, when, we, when we announced we needed a logo, obviously, we needed a name first. That took a long time. Um, and so, I, yeah, I designed the original version of it, which was had more curve in it and had a simplified skull. And then, um, and then the marketing team took it further, and we we experimented with that and, and took it even further. But yeah, it was a it was a, a whole group effort. So lots of people have had input into it. And then obviously, there's the skull got changed, so it would actually feature where it's got our logo, where it's made made out of a scene. So there's a ship for an eye, and there's a characters along the mouth. So yeah. I remember we did like tons of different schools, like yeah. all the team 
at least each one of us draw a different school to see what school was going to fit into the yeah. logo, <laughs> uh, what type of school, what, what, how simplified, how how complex, how this, that, and it, yeah, at the end, one one got yeah. got chosen. But it is tricky because there's like so many games use schools unfairly as well. We're a pirate game; we have to have a school. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many other games that use schools that um, yeah, we wanted to try and find one that we could like own and make it special, and that's why it turned into an actual scene, a moment from the game. That was the mm-hmm. idea. Sweet. And we're going to try and fire through some of these questions because we don't have much time left. So um, a good one for, for you, uh, Finchie, is uh, will we see further development of the night sky in terms of constellations and such? Um, that was talked about before. Um, I don't know if it's still <laughs> on the plan. Maybe. 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 We're always, uh, yeah, we're always yeah. tinkering and making improvements. So. Yeah. But it's one of these things that can change, right? Like yeah, it's not, it's not set in stone that it's going to stay like that, but... Yeah, it's something we can develop further, definitely. We have got a North Star. <laughs> yeah, we've got a North we Star. We've, we've also got the Aurora that comes in at certain times, depending on which sea you're in. So that's another way of saying, oh, you're in wide sea, because you can see the Aurora, mm. whereas in blue sea, you probably can't see it. So, ah. Did, uh, Is there a, an eclipse as well? Um, the moon has phases, so it'll go full moon to fingernail moon and things like that. But um, over, over that'll be so cool, days, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that question was from Erinom3, I'm assuming, unless I'm not speaking correctly in Leet. Uh, but uh, we also have from Time of the Year on our forum says, when designing the skeletons, did you think about what they would look like when they were alive? Did you want them to look like the skeletons from your human models or did you just focus on making them look interesting? Well, we were talking about this before. Yeah, we were just talking about this. So, yeah, we would... Um, the skeletons kind of fit the, the human model when we were yeah. designing it. If you put a transparency over the top of a, a standard pirate, yeah. they do fit into the same body shape and they use the same rig. Um, so they, they technically can use the same animations. Mm. So when we look at the different uh, skelly variations that, that may come along, we can... Uh, those. We have thought about even looking at the um, the scaly lords. There is history behind those. Oh, we absolutely. Have thought about the, the They're characters. all pirates that have um, been in the Sea of Thieves and fallen foul somehow to a as yet untalked about uh, demise and resurrection. Um, and yeah, and there are different uh, aspects of that that we've yet to talk about, really. Yeah. Cool. And we've got another one from When Koalas Attack. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are we are we going to see <laughs> more added in the un- underwater, i.e. schools of fish? That's currently being added now, actually. Um, more schools of fish, um, birds, bats, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, more life in the world. Yeah, make it feel like a living, breathing yeah. world. It's great standing on like a jetty looking at the beautiful water, but we've also got the fish swimming around as well next year, so yeah. a lot more interest. <laughs> and we um we showed off in the progression stream some of the coral reef stuff we're yeah. working on. So yeah. yeah, I can imagine we'll get some more light yeah. around there yeah. as well. It looked great swimming through the coral and a school of fish swim past you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Next time you're playing the game, if you swim through the sea, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and then get eaten by a shark, which happened to me the other day. <laughs> um CNT Thel Rocks, will there be more clothing weapon skin options that are more flashy than others? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a nice easy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these guys have been drawing them and making them. Oh, yeah, we've it. been drawing lots of different sets that are to come uh, yeah. in the future. Uh, yeah, loads of different themes as well. I don't know if you can say any. No, not yet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots to come, yeah. yeah. 
Really fun ones. That's a variety. That's a variety. Sweet. So whatever type of pirate you want to be, you'll 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 be happy. Even (laughs) crazy pirates. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh God. Reto El Baradora Roda. El Bararoda. (laughs) Will there be any other assets for the islands other than the tropical one we have now, like a jungle or dark, creepy fantasy? I mean, it feels like he's naming the other two. uh, (laughs) White Sea is quite overgrown, jungly feel, and Wilds is very barren, decaying, dying type things. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and we, we did explore. Like those three from the kind of start. I remember seeing all three of them, like when we were looking at. Oh, there was seven in total when we started. Oh. So lots of other different ones. Mm. The snow one, the lava one. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to be quite. The, the, not, not the traditional, but really crazy ones sometimes. Cool. And uh, we got two very similar questions as our last questions here from uh, KGMS Highland. Hylian and Ever Ready. Um, so how did you manage to balance the cartoony style with keeping the reality to it so well? Was it planned or did it end up random? Uh, and has it been chosen as it was thought of as the best? Um, and they said, in balance, I mean, for example, the characters are shaped slightly cartoony, but not all overboard. The skin, lighting, small details like beard, clothing and such is rather closer to being realistic. Instead, it all fits together really well. It was a nice long one. Oh, that's a long yeah. one. And it was like, and then the other person said, how easy, difficult was it to keep the style of the artwork consistent across the game? So they kind of summed up. With oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of, I, I, we do reviews every single week, making sure everything's coherent um, uh, and, and looks all on tone. So that's the, mm. the, the after the initial start of the project where you, you develop the visual style and test what it looks like within the diorama and, and build everything um, you do the job that turns into making sure that every new thing is consistent and if mm. anything new comes in, any new material gets added to the world, the concept guys like spend time like looking at what that would look like or trying to bring it together. Um, you make a lot of ortho sheets as well, which is... Yeah. <laughs> so what is that for people who might not know? Um, an orthographic sheet is a sheet which will uh, have a different front views, side views, back views of, of a single object. So a modeler can take that um, sheet um, and use it for reference for when they're actually modeling in a software. So like some modelers will like put it onto planes if they're using like Maya, that's again a bit technical now, but just as guidelines so they know where things go. Um, we review a group. along all the stages mm. every single time. So from concept to the 3D to the final texturing. Yeah. And even like when I remember when I first joined the project, I remember like sitting down with you and you went through the presentation deck of like your sort of like guidelines of the style. And it's important if, if we do ever have someone new on the team to kind of sit down with them and, and kind of give them like a crash course of the style. But even then, it, it, it does take a while to get, get used to it, especially depending on what project you might have come from. So you might have been doing something quite cartoony or stylized and naturally maybe your style like gravitates to that um so it takes a while but you, you get there eventually and the, the team supports each other in uh, getting it right so how like i can't leave the podcast without asking because so many people asked about it um in the in the questions and previously the water um, yeah. How did we balance that? How did we make sure the water felt like it was in the world with this kind of? Because the water does at sometimes look photo real. Yes. Um, yeah. So that that's funny that you should ask that. Um, 
it really early on it was we would, we obviously had really we had good water tech in the studio before we started on um, from Connect Sports Rivals and we were looking at um, obviously as soon as we knew we were doing a pirate game we'd be using a, a similar approach to doing the water and so straight away we were looking at how we could stylize it but what I found was um, that if you push it too far in any particular way it doesn't feel like water anymore it, it just feels like a plane that's um, jittering around so it, it didn't feel right and if you look at a lot of animated films they do exactly the same thing where the water and the, those elements they they are real but they sit within the world uh, be that through the colour that we use and the way that it lights I know that you balance yeah, it finished have, yeah. a lot of light <laughs> I've got a lot of control over the, the colour of the sea and how the light hits it and stuff and lights it from the back and things like that so it's, it's easy enough to keep it on style. I think the foam helps yep. give you that 2D sense to it. The effects within the water yeah, as well, like splashes yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's all just a balance. Everything is just such a, a tricky balance, but that's why we did it this way. We wanted it not to be super realistic and not to be super cartoony, but just something that could bring so many different tones and so many different experiences to the players. Mm -hmm. So in short answer to Ever Ready, how easy, difficult is it? Difficult. It's very That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you very much, guys. That comes to the to the end of the, the podcast. But um, obviously, this is a regular series that we're doing all the time. We've just previously um, had a podcast um, last week where we, we talked with uh, some other members on the team. And we'll continue to do that all the way up to launch and beyond. So March 20th, like keep your keep your schedule free for a full day of Sea of Thieves and hopefully continuing after that. But um Remember, hashtag Tavern Talk if you want your questions answered on any of the podcasts we do. Again, apologies, this one was slightly late in terms of asking for the questions, but we got plenty of really good ones. And remember, the Art of Sea of Thieves book is available for pre-order. It's got amazing work by all these guys sitting around the table here and many more at the studio. So jump on to uh, seaofthieves.com to pre-order it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Order now to receive the Black Dog Pack and access to the Sea of Thieves closed beta.